0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. You just missed it. Mac had the baby on the pod, and then he (laughs) gave the baby away to Khaki, so the baby didn't make the pod. But she almost made the pod, which was really exciting. She was
0: close. She was close. KG, yeah. our backgrounds look a little different here. We're doing a little midnight burning the oil here recording a podcast. Okay.
1: I don't know. I don't ever know what to do in my office when the sun is down. <laughs> because if I turn the light on that's above me, it just looks weird. So mm-hmm. I just have this light on, my ring light, and then like a lamp. Right. So yeah. Midnight's Taylor's version.
0: I've got this uh, three-pronged fan, you know, just blasting down on my shiny head here. Um, But I will tell you, you know, in those episodes where I'm like looking out, just getting blasted by the sun... (laughs) This is a nice, you know, right. a nice, nice change of scenery here.
1: Exactly. Well, but I
0: still do have my blinds open. So, like, if a neighbor walks by, they're going to be like, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, playing Call of Duty right now with his <laughs> big headphones on.
1: Didn't he just loser. have
0: a baby? What <laughs> if that guy starts dad.
1: chainsawing his shrubs again right. right outside of your podcast room?
0: Jim. Gym. Jim's always <laughs> going after the freaking hedges, man. Our guy Jim.
1: Well, the reason, Mac, we're recording this so late at night is because, well, it's not too late, not compared to what we've done in the past. We were wanted to wait and do this intro until the college football playoff rankings came out. And, of course, they did last night, if you're listening here on a Wednesday morning. And we have some ACC teams ranked in this top 25. We still have five teams, and we want to break it down. They are as follows. Clemson at four. Very Ooh. interesting. North Carolina at 17. Syracuse at 20. Wake at 21. NC State at 22. Not a lot of – support. Well, well, we'll talk about the kind of the, the bottom <laughs> four. I think those are kind of where we thought. Clemson at four. Mac, I was telling you I was a little more worried for Clemson you with did. this committee and even just going forward because we might have four one-loss SEC teams, blah, blah, blah. And you said, no, I'm not worried, Kelly. <laughs> I think this is, I think you're right, Mac, because I really thought they were going to have Clemson at five. And the fact that they put them at four, is, is it says a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think it really just kind of is rewarding Clemson right now for that strength of record. You know, we were watching the the show there, and, and they were breaking down kind of where they thought people would be. And, you know, some of the guys just kept saying Clemson's resume as, as a negative And I was just scratching my head thinking that this is not the league of past. Like you need to catch up a little bit yeah. with your readings and and see that this is a different ACC, you know, as a whole right now, a la all these teams that we just saw rank kind of at the back half of the deal. And, and so to me, it was so confusing because I'm sitting here thinking, Clemson almost has one of the better resumes than anybody out there. When you look at three ranked wins in the college football playoff or against college football playoff teams, that's the most out of anybody. And so, to me, it was just it was just really weird. And so, I'm sure it was just a slight mistake, whatever. Um, the one interesting thing is, you know, Brian Ives are elite producer who was once upon a time one of the best researchers still a very good researcher Mm -hmm. um he sends us out this kind of stat sheet of all the 25 teams once they're ranked and you know i'm just looking at some of these unit rankings kg and it's not what you're used to seeing it's not from the clemson tigers where you know offense is normally in the top 10 defense for sure in the top five Mm -hmm. and those guys are 20 and 26 respectively and that's where you're just kind of like, man, okay, this is, you know, it, it's interesting. I think Clemson obviously getting better, huge opportunity this weekend. Um, but there was no doubt to me. I, I figured and, and kind of knew Clemson would be four, and that's exactly where they are.
1: And you are correct, Mac. I I thought they would put Michigan above Clemson. I, I like that they didn't. I don't think Michigan's better than Clemson. And I think they sent a message by saying, Michigan, this is one of the worst non-conference schedules that we've seen <laughs> right from a contender in a long time so you can't really put that out there right and then expect to be in the top four at least at this point
0: point. And, and you know what's fascinating to me KG is as I'm going through Twitter and just being a Clemson homer saying y'all y'all we're disrespecting the Tigers for way too long and this and that I have so many like Big Ten people that I follow, and I was just questioning, like, why do I follow these people? I'm just <laughs> tired of this pop propaganda. And of course, you're going to say that, and of course, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And uh it, it was funny. Yeah. So, so I, there was a lot of Big Ten folks that were all over my TL, and I was just sitting there scratching my head, like, what am I doing? What is going on here?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's just a mistake, Mac. You can't be doing that.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the Big Ten, I want to see. Illinois and North Carolina in a bowl game. Please give me that. Mm. Illinois is at 16. UNC is at 17. They both are like the, the, the good teams out of best. those terrible divisions.
0: They're the, they're the best of the worst. They're the best of the worst.
1: I think they're both still pretty good teams. But the, <laughs> I think the contrast of styles in that potential bowl game would be amazing right. because Illinois is just run, 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 and UNC wants to score 40. But mm. UNC at 17, Syracuse at 20, Wake 21, NC State 22. Of those four, Mac, what stands out?
0: You know, I, I think North Carolina. I thought maybe would be a little bit higher, but I think that just really goes to show that you know strength of you know resume, strength of schedule. Which really, the strength of schedule is is not terrible. It's in the eighties. The strength of record here, as my eyes are trying to look at this, is right at fourteen. So maybe, yeah, I thought they'd probably be in the, the top fifteen. I thought they'd be in the top fifteen there. Uh, good thing for them is their their schedule sets up nicely where you have plenty of of room to, you know, grow and and to go and beat some really caliber teams on your schedule there. And for me, I I think it's interesting for Tar Heel fans to remember that 2015 run, you know, where you have one loss at this same point, you know, in the season, you weren't sniffing this ranking. And and so I think that's important that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a much better starting point than where you were and you were square in in playoff contention then. So at the end of the day, just win and, crazy things happen. We'll see. That there's a lot of teams in front of you. Good thing is a lot of those teams play each other. So I think there's, I think UNC can dream really big here, KG. I really they're do. They're feeling good. Yeah, I, I think that there's some interesting things there. I thought it was um, a little bit interesting that Syracuse was above Wake Forest. I thought Wake would would be kind of the third tier team there mm-hmm. in these playoff rankings here. But at the end of the day, they're all like in that bunch together. They're right there. Uh, you know, right at 2021 20, and 22. So I don't think there's any argument. I don't think there's any reason to think that those teams shouldn't be there. And, again, I think it shows respect for the league. You know, having those teams ranked, again, you and I were kind of talking. I was more so saying that, you know, I I thought that there was a potential for NC State to fall out Mm -hmm. because of that performance against a, a really bad Virginia Tech team, but they didn't. And they're square right here at 22, have a really big opportunity this weekend. So does Wake Forest as those two play each other at home for NC State.
1: It's hard not to look at specifically Wake and think what could have been if you don't just implode and, as I said off air, throw up all over yourself against Louisville. Uh, it, they would be probably 9 or 10 right now. But I'm totally fine with where they put Syracuse, Wake, and NC State. Syracuse beat NC State, so they're above yeah. NC State. Um, I'm fine with Syracuse being the highest ranked sure. of the three. Sure. Mac, one thing I'm not okay with.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. That's what I wanted to ask you.
1: We're ranking... Texas. And you know who we should be ranking? If if we're ranking three lost teams, by all means, let's rank three lost teams. Florida State. Florida State beat the team that this committee has 10th. That's hilarious to me. (laughs) 10th in their rankings in LSU. Florida State beat them in New Orleans. That wasn't even a neutral field. And, yes, Florida State has three losses, but to three ranked teams here on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Texas has a loss to Texas Tech. Hmm. And, yeah, they played Alabama close. That's probably why they're getting credit here. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But FSU mm-hmm. beat the number 10 team on this list. I yeah. think FSU should be if, – if we're ranking three lost teams, I really wouldn't advocate for it if, if I didn't think we were. But sure. apparently we are. That's right. <laughs> um, FSU should be ranked, not Texas.
0: I, I 100% agree with you. And, they, and the good thing is that they might be after this weekend, which is crazy to sit here and think. When I, when I look at that, KG – And I see Texas there whose best win is Oklahoma, who we all know what Oklahoma is doing this year. And the fact that FSU does have that massive win over LSU at a relatively not neutral site to me, that that's just, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy to look at. So I I think at the end of the day, um, the LSU piece is really weird. Like that's the one outlier when you kind of look at how is it ranked versus AP versus coaches poll LSU significantly higher in the college football rankings. Is that to boost Alabama? I don't know. Is it to make it a, a bigger deal here for Tennessee? There's
1: Tennessee. I don't know,
0: but here it is. And uh, the, the good thing is Alabama LSU play this weekend, uh, so that will certainly take shape. There are great games this weekend that are really going to – I mean, this poll is going to look significantly different next Tuesday night when we do this all over again. Um, and one team that might make it look different – NC State. And they just so happened, KG, have a massive game this weekend. It's homecoming. We found out, did not know that before our interview <laughs> with my man, Grant Gibson, the center for NC State. KG, honestly, this was one of the most inter- fun interviews I think that we have had. Grant was awesome off the top, really fun conversation. So it's Wednesday. We have a great guest. Let's get to it. G, my brother, welcome back to the podcast. Really appreciate you joining us today. Listen, this is a couple of days after Halloween. This Mm -hmm. is Wednesday. We're recording on Tuesday. I've got to know, did did you dress up? What did you do? What was Halloween like for you?
2: So Halloween for me was uh, kind of like a chill day, you know, Um, like as a kid, like this was probably one of the best holidays out of the year just because I would take a big duffel bag and walk around the whole neighborhood and get all the candy. Like, I was that kid that made sure that I went to every single house. And from years in the past, like, I I always knew which houses would have the most candy, so I made sure to mark those out on my trail. Uh, But no, this year, though, I tried to chill. Um, As a kid, though, I think my best costume uh, like I, like I was five years old. I went as Clifford, the, the big red dog. Oh, okay, uh, okay. yeah. So, um, so I went as him and it's a wild story. So I was five and I saw this kid that had on this like scary costume. Right. And according <laughs> to my parents, I ran in place cause I was so scared. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's one of my funny Halloween stories as a kid. Like I used to love it. Um, but now that I'm older, it's just like cool to see, like, who coaches kids, you know, like get, like get dressed up and stuff like that. So yes, sir.
0: That is
1: amazing. I love Clifford, the big red dog. That's yeah. hilarious. I can very much see you being him. And I can no, relate, yeah, I Grant. Say- I, I had a very terrifying situation as a young child where oh, no. I was a Dalmatian, 101 Dalmatians. Oh, My man. neighbor was Cruella DeVille. And this was still when I didn't understand that Cruella DeVille was not real. So it was a like, really you- traumatic night for like,
2: <laughs> oh, me. Oh, oh listen, I was I terrified. I thought she was going to snatch me. Yeah, like me, it's like, because I was dressed up and I saw this kid who looked like a zombie. And at the age yes. of five, you don't know what that is. And he um, had like a good costume. Took off his started You're, out, out, of I was you're out of there. Yeah. I well, didn't get very You weren't far, out of that. there. You
0: were in place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that <laughs> we're is sad. so funny. All right, <laughs> how, about, how about number one candy? And there's only one right answer here, but mm-hmm. give me, give me, actually, give me your top three. Give me your top three Halloween candies.
2: All right, number one is m ms that's like my favorite candy. Like I love M and M's. Like you can add. That's people,
0: disappointing. Disappointing start. Okay.
2: <laughs> like listen, this is gonna sound bad, but like normally, like during like during camp, I keep a big bag of them beside my bed oh. just in case it's been a long day. Like I need some M and M's, man. Like give me some. I like. That. All right.
0: My, my dog wakes up in the middle of the night, grabs the sack of M and M's, and smacks them I'm, down. Okay, I understand. Like if I'm being honest with you, I got some right
2: here just in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number two. It's Kit Kats. Okay. And, then, okay. and then number three is Twix. Because I can't eat oh, nuts, Twix though. are good. Because I can't eat nuts because I can't eat nuts. So mm. that's part of the reason why I like, I don't know but you like recently. Wait, you
0: like can't like have that. nuts. Okay, so now yeah, this, like this opens up. So your your number one is some regular plain Jane M&Ms. That's your number one? I like the colors, you know what I'm saying? Like, it makes me feel like that adds taste. <laughs>
1: Grant I'm, I'm done, sorry that can be good Hey a look this judging. was
0: awesome this was awesome interview Grant thank you for joining us have a great wow.
1: day <laughs> yeah. What's number 1 what's number 1 Reese's and <laughs> yeah. it's not even close well, Reese's is in my top 3 See but
2: I, a legend. but I haven't had the chance to try that though so you really can't count Yeah, yeah. Out on that, right? yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't yeah so I can't you're right I can't judge you that's You've all I can judge you. I can't judge it. It's not your fault. Before we get serious, I do have one more funny thing that I forgot it was Halloween when I was Mm -hmm. scripting this out. So you're just going to have to bear with me. Now we're back on track here. Um, Mm -hmm. Over the summer, uh, there was an incident that Mm -hmm. happened. And KG wants just for you to be able to clear the air over this incident that happened over the summer.
1: Yes. Okay. So I wasn't there. Mac was there. I saw the video. I laughed very hard. I've watched it many times just on repeat. You and Mac are talking X's and O's, you know, you're trying to break down what you're going to do here, what you're seeing here. (laughs) And you're snapping the ball to our dear friend and colleague, Kelsey Riggs. You snap Mm -hmm. the ball and it like destroys her face. Right. And Mac tells you, Mac tells this is not your fault. Grant. Mac tells you, keep going, keep going. Did you realize you had hit her in the face?
2: I didn't know until like the very end (laughs) that I hit her in the face. Her lip was busted. And I didn't know that. And so like when I snapped it, right. Cause I didn't know that she was that close, but I also kind of don't know how fast I snapped the ball. Like I thought I just tossed the ball back there. Sure. But when I, but when I looked at it, I was like, okay, that's kind of fast. Like, and she was standing like two yards behind me. So she really had like no chance to catch it. Um, None. But None. it's wild though, because I saw her like three weeks ago, and I was just like, "How's your lip doing?" You know, like, I, <laughs> I hope we're all good. Like, I didn't want to have any beef with her. Like, you know, like, she, that
1: we're
0: she she's holding a grudge. She, she's I
1: don't never think she has, has beef with anybody, so no, you're good. No,
0: no, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, she told me yeah, that we're all good, so so we're yeah. good.
1: I will say,
0: yeah, I will take yes, full good. blame. It was my fault for a couple of reasons. Number one, I brought her into the situation. Yeah, she 100%. was just... Innocent bystander, just hanging out, being a good teammate. She was and just watching then, it. Yeah. She was just watching us, and then yeah. I noticed how close she was, but it didn't really register. I'm like, "Yo, you need to back up." And then, of course, the the incident happens. I'm like, Get, "We're going so well, Grant. Just keep going. Do not worry about her." we were having on. like some
2: some very good talks about you know <laughs> we stuff were. online, like you know That's like. Right. <laughs> and I didn't know until until after and just kind of the way I am like I felt that yeah. I was like jeez great yeah. this is your fault.
0: so i, I just i just wanted you to have the platform to be able to to state your case there and so for everyone to know that you are not at any fault at all, so I'm glad we cleared that I'm up. I'm glad that I we,
2: had the chance to do that because I've got yeah. a lot of comments like, Did you mean to do that? I was like, Absolutely not. I would never have. No chance.
0: No yeah. chance. We
1: learned it was all Mac's fault, which, yes, we all had that suspicion, yeah. Of
0: course, of course. Typical, typical. <laughs> Golly, well, Grant, man, it, it has been. It's been a crazy season, and let's just kind of jump into it from kind of this big view that there's so many things that happened, so much expectation and and some injuries, some really key injuries. We'll dive into that a little bit more, but I just wanted to know, where's the team right now? What is your mindset as a leader, understanding and knowing that there's still so much more in front of you guys?
2: Like, I'll be honest with you, the team is in a very good spot. Um, You know, like, we had, we kind of had a tough stretch during October, you know, we went down to Clemson and played a very good team. Uh, And that atmosphere was, like, top-notch, you know, and they had it rocking. And, you know, we went in there and we played well in the, the first half, but then at the halftime we saw that we made some key mistakes. Uh, But, you know, like, the thing about ACC ball is, like, you really don't have too much time to kind of sit back and sulk about it. Like, you got to <laughs> get back to work. Because literally the next week we have Florida State, who is a very good team, if you guys mm-hmm. haven't noticed. I saw the stat last week that they're leading the ACC in rushing. Uh, Their Mm -hmm. defense is good. They're all older guys. Uh, So we had to get back to work. And, you know, that week, you know, like we went into halftime down by two touchdowns. Um, A lot of teams would have just sat back and quit like, dang, man, we lost this game. You know, we're just going to have to bounce back next week. But we don't really do that. We're kind of like, no, let's keep playing. Uh, And then in the third quarter, uh, Devin Leary gets hurt. And, you know, I personally just felt so bad for him. Uh, just because I've seen and I know how much work he put in, but also because, you know, it means so much to him. But the thing that I'll say about Devin, and this will carry on into the next few weeks, is just how he led, like, even when he's not playing. Like, he was hurt in the sling, and he's going up and down the sideline like, no, guys, we're going to win this game. You know, it's hard being hurt, and people don't know that, Uh, like, how hard it is to be on the sideline in the sling, can't do much. Um, But he was cheering us on, and, you know, that – that meant a lot to the team, you know, but to lose him and to lose a key guy like that hurt, but he he's also the guy that wants this team to keep going because he wants us to win. Um, And just to see the way that he's led, you know, even while he's not playing, like, just trying to help out guys like, like MJ and Jack, I mean, that's something that not too many people would do that aren't able to play. You know, he's still around every day. He's in all meetings. He's out there on the field. He's down on the sideline. He's talking to us. That speaks about him and just the type of guy that he is. Uh but this team last week, same thing. I mean, we were down twenty one to three and we and we came back and won. There's no quitting this team. Uh which is why like I'm so glad that I'm on this team, just because we do stuff that teams don't just do, but it's because of the love that we have for one another. You know, like it's not about the, the X's and O's, it's like I'm playing for for my brother. Um but yeah, this team is in a good spot, you know, like like NJ came in last week and played well. It's not easy to be a freshman who got here. Mm. Four months ago, or you know, four to five months ago, and lead and lead the team back and play the way that he did. Like he came in and played calm and poised. And you know, I know that that everybody on this team has faith in him and what he can do.
1: And well, that was well said, Grant. And, and we saw in the Virginia Tech game. You are, at least from the conversations I've had with you, a pretty mild-mannered guy, but you know, football, it, you can flip that switch. And and we know, we saw yeah. you kind of getting after your teammates a little bit on the sideline against <laughs> Virginia Tech. I, I know you can't repeat probably exactly what you said, but. <laughs>
0: please don't, please don't.
1: <laughs> what, so, do you, Did you feel like you had to step up a little more and say, look, I'm one of these older guys, like we can't lose this game?
2: So, so two things, right? So um, I did say some words on the sideline, right? And I didn't think that anybody knew about it except for everybody on the sideline. So I actually went, went back home last week to see my mom and dad. So I'm on the way back home and my mom calls me. And she was like, I heard that you said some uh, choice words on the sideline. I was <laughs> like... Oh, no. You know, I was just like, oh. like uh, uh, who told you that, Mom? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, and hold on real you know.
0: quick. Hey, G, I don't care how big, how strong we get, you don't cuss in front of Mama. And Mama absolutely, doesn't absolutely know that we not. cuss. Ever, absolutely ever.
2: Absolutely not. So, so I'm on the phone, like, mortified, like... Oh my gosh, my mom just found out that I cuss, but I don't know. Like I just felt like in that moment that we needed like a little spark, uh, so that's what I was trying to get. Like you can ask guys, like I really don't cuss that much. Like I'm always the guy sure. that's smiling and trying to be happy, but I'm like, listen, <laughs> we can't go out like this. Like we got to do something, and then we kind of just click together. So like I'm glad that I stepped up and said something though. Like,
0: Mm-hmm. it worked I mean it worked yeah. and, and I know I know mama grandmama grandpa everybody's yeah. nobody's happy but yeah, nah. we have to do it Coach Doran's do it. happy do Coach yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah I was just mortified because I didn't think that my mom would find out about that but I was just, sure you know the
1: camera see I all mean, listen
2: on. like yeah I'm starting to learn that like you can't even do anything. <laughs> and nobody knows,
0: right? I'm, I'm the same way as you, but I, I would mm-hmm. be so like funny. throwing up if my mom called me oh, and said, I heard you said this and that I'm the same yeah, exact God. way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. And, and mm-hmm. as you said, I mean, y'all are facing or were facing just so much adversity and you yeah. still are. I mean, we're going through the season yeah. and there's a yeah. lot that's, that's going on. And um, you mentioned 21 to three mm-hmm. and, it's like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna yeah. do as a team? Yeah. And we've got a true freshman in. I mean, what, what were just what were the what was the emotion? What was the headspace as that is happening right now?
2: Like we all, I think for us as a team, right? We all knew that we weren't playing up to our standard that we have been getting prepped for the whole week. You know, uh Virginia Tech is a great team, you know, that they play hard, like they have older guys up front too. Like that's the thing. Like when you play teams who have older guys. It's going to be a tough, hard game because the tricks that you that, that, that work on sophomores and freshmen don't work on them. You know, like Virginia Tech's defensive line was very old and their linebackers were too. Like, these are guys that know know the game, right? But we're like, listen, we're not executing what we need to do too. That's what we saw when we watched the tape today. It was like we messed up a lot of mistakes, right? And we were seeing that on the field. So we were like, guys, like, we got to stop doing this and play together as a group. Because as an offense – we all have to just do our job. That's something that Coach Doran and Coach Beck preachers, just do your job. Like, you don't have to do everybody else's job on the line. Just do yours. Just be one of 11. And we saw that during the game that we weren't doing that at first. And that's kind of what we talked about on the island. That's kind of what I was saying is, like, just do your job, guys, and we'll be fine. Um, but, you know, like, just having just having MJ back there, like, you guys would be amazed just how calm he was. Hmm. I mean, like, I'm thinking if I'm a QB, true freshman, Like, coach, be like, nah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But MJ was like, all right, guys, let's go do it, you know. Um, And it was just cool to see him. Like, it's cool to see guys that you know work hard. Um, I can recall a time during the summer when MJ first got here. I was up in the field doing some work, and MJ comes in. Like, this is his first week on campus. Most guys are just chill, but he came in to throw some balls into the net. Like, I don't know what that thing is called, a little target, but Mm -hmm. you see, you know what I'm saying? Um, He came to throw some balls in there, and I was kind of like, okay. So you know that he's worked for this moment, but to see him go out and really seize it was really cool to see.
1: It was really impressive to see, a true freshman with that kind of pressure. I mean, knowing that Mm -hmm. this loss to a Virginia Tech team, when your backs are against the wall, you don't have Devin Leary, this loss could probably knock you out of the top 25 and, and who knows? So there was a lot on his shoulders. What? What if? And we all knew Devin Leary was going to be the guy, and we all hoped he'd be the guy the whole year. So mm-hmm. I don't think MJ – and MJ was really third string, so he didn't really think he mm-hmm. was going to play. So what have you seen from him in the last couple weeks where you've gone from, okay, I'm not really seeing any time, to I'm now QB1? Mm-hmm. What have you observed?
2: Like Like it's been really key to see just his focus and the way that he talks to us now. You know, like when you're kind of like – like, you know, like it was Devin's team. You know, but it still is, you know what I'm saying? We still all love, love Devin and we still miss Devin. And, you know, like you can see Devin just trying to pass on his knowledge to MJ and to Jack to make sure that they're both ready. Like Devin is down on the sideline the whole time. He'll come and talk to us and then he'll go talk to the QBs. Um, and if you really just seen, seen MJ just trying to take it all in and really just trying to apply what Coach Beck has taught him. Uh, Coach Beck does a great job with him, like an extremely good job. Like he's really – when it comes to game day, the QBs are prepared 100%. And I think that's something that we've seen as a team is that, you know, that MJ will be ready to go. We just have to do our job to help him make sure that he'll get the job done. You know, because if the offensive line takes care of him and, you know, everybody else does their job, then, you know, we know that we're putting them in a good spot to have success.
0: That's awesome, man. That's great to hear about Devin, number one, because you said it it sucks, man, when you're Mm -hmm. hurt. And especially being an older guy and it's your team and this was supposed to be a big year, this and Mm -hmm. that. And then it's just like you, you feel... Useless. You feel like you can't do anything. And that's awesome to see his mindset that it's like, no, I've got a lot up here. I've got a lot that I can share Mm wisdom-wise and I can use my eyes to help these guys on game day. So that's awesome to hear. And I expect nothing less from a you know a man like that. I I wanna before we move on to defense real quick, I I wanted to ask one more thing about MJ because it's different. And you know this when you come in as a backup and you're the guy versus when you're QB1 and and you're the dude and it's your team. Have you seen any anything different in, in practice? Is, is he more vocal? Is is maybe he a little nervous? Is, is anything like that where you're like, okay, you know, I'm seeing this. Maybe I, I help him out, or, or just anything of that nature.
2: The thing that I like about the QBs that we have, right? So when Devin was playing, right, so MJ might not get as many reps, right, but on practice, right, you can see him behind Devin like 15 yards back, like going through the plays as he's doing. It. Like he doesn't have a ball, but he's just trying to go through through the motions he's trying to take mental reps um which many people don't know like mental reps are like a key part of this you know like even when you're not in the game you can still learn um but at, pr- at practice now though he he talks a lot more you know he's just like come on guys come on guys like because he understands you know everybody's gonna look at the qb that like, we're kind of like yo like what are you doing you know um but yeah but we all look at him and you know like he's he's talking a lot more to us you know guys have faith in him he's
1: well, yeah, great observations there, Grant. And we got to talk a little defense here. Mac and I generally, if you look at our past guests, we have a lot of offensive players on, to be honest. But yeah. this defense is balling. And right now they're ranked number one in the ACC. And mm-hmm. they, we, we know how good these linebackers are. We've talked about them. We've had them on. They've all mm-hmm. been at NC State for 17 years, it seems. So when you go against this defense every day in practice, give us a few, maybe outside of those linebackers who we all know, um, uh-huh. Give us a few more names that you feel like is really have really stepped up this year.
2: Corey Durden, Devin Van, uh, Cyrus, Doreen Pitt, Shaheen Battle, Tanner. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Tanner Engel is one of the hardest hitting guys on this He's earth. A great player. I can tell, yeah. tell you stories. This was 2019 like it was a screenplay. Getting out on the block. I'm going to leave you block right. Tanner Engel comes down like a missile. I was down on the ground and pain for, like, two minutes. <laughs> and this is Tanner Eagle. like, but that's the thing. He's not scared to hit anybody. Like, he will go hit anybody. I mean, like, the names go on and on and on. Like, but going up every day against Corey Durden and Josh Harris, I mean, I feel prepped on day because I know that I've been going up against <laughs> some of the best the whole week, you know. Right. Um, but but the defense has really done a good job, job this year. And then, you know, the linebackers, of course, they're going to do their thing. You know, Peyton, Zay. Drake you know those guys play well together you know so it's been very cool to see the defense just go out there and ball and you know as offense we're just trying to make sure that we can do the same thing.
0: It's certainly an added bonus when you feel like Monday through Friday is going to be harder than Saturday and I think that's the situation that that you're in right now but again with you having to go against those guys each and every day and and you have for a handful of years now what makes them so good? Why is that defense one of the best in the ACC year in and year out, uh, these last couple of years.
2: So it's two things, right? So I'll go back to fall camp. Um, first day at camp, they know where the ball's going as soon as we step up to the line. Like it's just they Because they're, Cause they're cheaters,
0: because they get our script and they I look at the plays and they know.
2: Thank it ticks you. me off. So, so literally, the ball snap, they're all gone. Like you have to make sure that your steps are on point. Like you really can't waste any type of movement when you're going up against them, because if you do, then you're going to get beat. But going up against the guys inside the like, we have guys that are quick and strong. And that's like really a deadly combination. Like, because most guys will need to be strong or they might be quick, but some people don't have both. We have guys that have both, which makes it hard to block because you're like, all right, am I going to get a bull rush? Am I going to get a speed? Like, you just have to be on your game at all times. But the thing is, though, when you go up against players like that, it really it really does help you get prepped for the season. Um, You know, like, just like you said, like, today was Tuesday. So this is, the hardest day of the week for us, and it is like like every week is complete chaos. But that's what they want to do, so that then that we can go out and have fun on uh, Saturday.
1: We have um, another big game for you guys coming up this week. It seems that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big game in the ACC yeah. Atlantic of, of mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. places. So another primetime <laughs> oh, game. wait, listen. I like the way that you said that. Yes, you know, in the yeah, Atlantic. Little,
0: a little asterisk I there. You know, a little I mean, shame I mean,
2: thrown there. But I like that. I like that. Last year, last
1: year of divisions, the Atlantic has definitely done its part. We'll leave it there.
2: 100%. But mm-hmm.
1: another big Atlantic matchup, another night game for mm-hmm. you guys. Um, the huddle, Mac's going to be there. He wanted to get that in there. It's going to be fun. And it's nice, at nice, Carter nice, Finley?
2: Nice. Finley. It doesn't get
1: much better, right? So and we'll mm-hmm. talk about Wake in a second, because I know the game last week was very interesting. But just in general, another night game for you guys. Um, what kind of juice do you get particularly from that crowd?
2: So it's a night game, it's homecoming.
1: Oh, uh, homecoming, yeah. I didn't know it was homecoming. Oh, oh
0: God.
2: man. It's homecoming. This is awesome. Um, I'm Wake so Forest. excited. Yeah, Wake Wake Forest is an in state rival. Mm-hmm. Um I mean that's kinda of why we came to NC State, you know, like we know guys up here on these teams and it's like the thing is when you've been playing here for so long, you've also been playing guys against Wake for a long time too. Uh you know, so like we look forward to game to games like this. But you know, why think that we have the best fans of the whole A C C. You know, just from the way that they show up and they're gonna be loud and they're gonna and they're gonna be into the game for sure. Um, you know, but we're looking forward to it though. You know, this is this is a game that we've all had, you know, like that we've all been looking forward to for a long time because we know that they're going to come out here and give us their their best, and we're just trying to get prep to make sure that we can do the same thing.
0: I was already excited to be back in Carter Finley because that yeah. place is lit. Mm-hmm. Now that it's homecoming, it's going to be nuts. I cannot oh, yeah. wait to see that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. be that's going to be fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, come oh, on! Plus, like, plus, like you you haven't seen the lights yet, have you?
0: No. So I'm mm. jacked up, dude. I'm jacked up.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like playing at night at NC State is really special. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, like we like over these past two years, have gotten a lot more night games. Um, and, you know, like obviously, you know, like we have to wait around the whole day, but by <laughs> eight o'clock, like you're ready to go. Like you're like, all right, let's do this. You know, and then you come out and see all the fans. It's really a cool place to play.
0: Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Fast forward. Is it Saturday yet? Let's go. Let's exactly. get rocking. Um, um Let's dive into this matchup a little bit more here, looking at Wake Forest and and understanding that they're a bit of a a wounded animal walking in here. And we know how dangerous that can be. Even more so, you know, leaders like yourself and other guys on the team. How do you keep, you know, guys focused, understanding that, you know, last week that that probably was just a fluke. Like, this is a really good team. How do you get them to not think about maybe how Wake Forest lost and instead of, all right, guys, we got to turn up. This is a really good football team.
2: You know, the thing is, like, you know, when you t- play teams like Wake Forest, right? Like, Wake Forest is a very good team. They're disciplined. They don't make too many mistakes. And they execute well. Like, we went down there last year, and we didn't, and and we lost the game. Uh, you know, so, like, we kind of have that in the back of my mind. Like, listen, we didn't win last year. Like, we want to make sure that, you know, that we win this year because, you know, like, we kind of all have a bad taste in our mouth from last year. Uh, but we kind of, like, last week, you know, like, I mean, it's like we understand that we're going to get their best this week. We know for a fact that we're gonna that they're gonna go back this week and they're gonna practice hard to get prep for us. I can tell you this, they have a very good uh uh, defensive front. The linebackers, the the defensive line, they're all strong players, they're all stout. Um, they're gonna be ready to go. And and, you know, like nobody on our team is really taking them for granted because we know how good they are, and we've seen it throughout the years. It's kind of like this isn't a team that you can just play with. Like, we know that they're gonna come in here ready to go. Um, that, you know, we're going to be ready to go as well.
1: Can you give us a few keys, Grant, for you guys in this game against Wake?
2: I think the keys for us, uh, really, like I mentioned earlier, is just for everybody to do their job, which I know that sounds very broad. But, you know, Coach Norman always say, says, just do your job. You're, you're one of 11. I think that we sometimes try to, you know, be perfect. Um, I, I fall in that category a lot, you know. Uh, but I think the thing for us is that we need to just do our jobs just execute and just really keen on the small things but also do what we're coached to do. You know, our coaches have a great game plan for us and we just need to follow it. Uh and you know, because they'll put us in the right spots to make the plays. Then when we get on the field, we just have to do it. Um, you know, but I think that we all just need to enjoy the moment and have fun, you know, uh that's also something else too that I've had to that I've had to learn this past year. It's just, you know, like this was a game for us at one point. You know, like don't lose sight of that, uh through it all. You know, so just for us to go out there and do our jobs, you know, keep keen on the small things um, and just really execute and have fun and then I think we'll be fine.
0: There you go. Easy enough. Gee, this was so Ooh. much fun, man. Appreciate you being back. Always yeah. a great conversation. Good yeah. luck this weekend, my man.
2: Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.
0: Man, Grant Gibson, KG, one of my all-time favorites anytime we have an offensive lineman. Let's be honest. It's just... It's a better episode. We're just, we're smart. We're good looking. We can talk ball. It's just, it's the way to do it. Um, and, and really just appreciative of his time. Big shout out to Annabelle making that happen for us. There's a couple things in the interview I do want to address though, KG, because it, it was interesting to me. His candy list. <laughs> now listen, he did put he's in there allergic. that he has an allergic, you know, he's allergic to nuts, yeah. which means he can't have peanut butter, which means Reese's inevitably cannot be on his number one list. Right. But the fact, this even made it more psychotic because he said plain Jane M&M's were his number one candy in the whole world. Like, I've got issues with that.
1: (laughs) Mac, I think because his palate has never tasted peanut butter. Maybe he's tasted it and then he had an allergic reaction. I don't know. The, it's just a different palate. I think you have to hold them to a different standard. You know, yeah. when you when yeah, you haven't just... tasted peanut butter, and I feel so bad for people who can't have peanut butter. It's like one of my favorite things right. in the world. Yeah. It's very hard for these people, Matt. I think we should just we should pray for them, and we should, you know, really <sighs> just extend our sympathies.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think if anyone listening, if you have a peanut allergy that is as severe as Grant's, where he cannot, you know, even look at peanut butter, I'm um, so sorry. Please. Comment, tell us, whatever. What's your number one candy? And if it's plain mm. M&Ms, I'm disappointed in you too.
1: Okay. Um, Let me add ahead, this though. Reese's is in my top three. It's in my yeah, top three. it's number three. one.
0: It's number one, I know. Yeah.
1: Um. So That's I think at, at times it has been number one. And I stand by... <laughs> well, hold on, by what do
0: you mean at times? Like periodically like in your life? I would say last
1: year. I would say last year it was. But I And I stand by this. And this is going to be a controversial take. I think oh, that... Um, getting COVID changed my taste buds. Like I'm I'm dead serious because Reese's still tastes really good to me, but it doesn't have the same pop. This is a controversial take, but I'm, I'm serious. And my number one now is without a doubt, you're going to judge me so hard, but this is the candy I want first.
0: Oh God. (laughs)
1: Twizzlers. (laughs) I love Twizzlers. (laughs) No, Justice for Twizzlers. Justice for Twizzlers! You've got to be kidding me,
0: Twizzlers!
1: I love Twizzlers, what? all the kinds, all the kinds, especially the strawberry ones that you can like rip off one by one. Oh man, it's a good stuff, Mac.
0: You know we it's had a really good, good run. We had a really good run. It was a fun partnership while last. Blame lasted. COVID. Similar to Grant, me wanting to end it. Uh, do you have an allergy? <laughs> no, you don't. So this is just you. Uh, that's wild. That's probably yeah. the worst candy take I've ever heard in my whole life.
1: Mac, th- and this is, again, that's I That's up
0: there with Dan Orlowski with his horrible food takes on Twitter.
1: I understand that a lot of people will not agree with me. I think you need to throw me into the bucket of people that we're praying for because um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that COVID changed how I taste peanut butter.
0: Yeah, that's very it's disappointing. It's wild. Man.
1: And I still like peanut butter. I still eat it all the time. But it just doesn't hit like it used to for me.
0: This took such a bad turn. I did not expect this from this interview. So, Um, anyway... Wow. Okay.
1: Let's uh, you dive into the game. Let's
0: talk about the game. I don't want to talk about anything else anymore. I'm so disappointed. I made
1: you sad. I made yeah, you sad. I,
0: I'm about to cry over here. Golly, KG. Tell us what the games yeah, happening. Where is? I thought the game? this
1: was a safe space where I can tell you things that are going on in my life. Okay. Me too. Number I didn't twenty, know I was Wake Forest. With
0: two psychopaths. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> number twenty, Wake Forest at number twenty-one, NC State. Eight p.m. game on ACC Network. The Huddle Crew will be there, so make sure you tune in. Wake is a four-and-a-half-point favorite, Mac. That is really surprising to me. Now, look, Wake should get their get their credit and everything. We're not trying to take it away. But you're telling me after Wake imploded that they are more of a favorite at Carter-Finley versus a ranked team than they were at Louisville? What is Vegas doing? I don't know.
0: They, I mean, they knew that somehow, so I guess they know this.
1: They always know something, but I don't – I'm confused by that.
0: We, I, I should have brought this up uh, to you on our last episode on Monday, but it, I think it happened after the fact. So I, I couldn't ask you about this. How would you describe what happened to Wake Forest, what Louisville did? Is there a word, a couple words?
1: Well, we want to give Louisville their credit because no, no, no. I, they no, are
0: absolutely the absolutely. best
1: pass rushing team in the country. Yeah. And so Louisville got after them. But I do think the the first word that comes to to mind for me is that Wake Forest imploded. Okay. It was an implosion.
0: Okay, so that's the word. Not you wouldn't say they were dominated by Louisville.
1: Yeah, I mean that's another way to there put it. There were folks dominated.
0: arguing that they weren't dominated, and I was just like, "What game were you watching?"
1: No, they were dominated. Yeah,
0: pretty thoroughly. Anyway, they were dominated. All right, let's move on to this one. Um, yeah, I was surprised by this too, and especially there's kind of two reasons I'm surprised. Number one, what you just said that, that Wake. You just had such a bad game and and that they were, you know, the, the setting that they were in not being successful there. I don't know how you expect that to happen here uh, with this team. Correct. The second thing about that is MJ Morris is playing really, really well. I understand if this is a Jack Chambers type team where we're just stagnant. We can't move the ball. We're very one dimensional. But we saw that young man, you know, play at a super high level against a decent defense in, in, you know, Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech. They at least have some athletes out there. Um, So I'm I'm super shocked by this line. There's a couple of things that when I look at this game, we're going to dive in so much more on Friday's episode, but just kind of wanted to do a baseline thing here. I just want to see how does Wake respond? How – where are they mentally? Uh, Because that was honestly their first adversity that they're facing all year. And you can sit here and say, well, Clemson – They scored almost 50 points. That's not adversity when you can score at that will. This was, I mean, they literally couldn't do a thing. There was nothing that they could do, you know, in in the second half, really all game long to win. And so to me, it's like, where mentally are we? Where's Sam Hartman? You know, he's the guy that, you know, has battled so many different you know, mental things and really sharpened his mind and became this final form guy that I didn't think this would ever happen again. Not that all of that was on him at any stretch of the imagination, but at the end of the day, he's a quarterback. It just comes with the position. How is he going to react? How is he going to go out there and and change what he's doing? So I'm fascinated from the Wake Forest perspective to see all of that, KG.
1: You know, the more I think about this, the more I think this Vegas line is an indictment of Virginia Tech because (laughs) it seems that Vegas doesn't want to give NC State or M.J. Morris any credit for beating Virginia Tech. And they're thinking, okay, M.J. Morris, you can come in as a freshman where no one really thought you were going to play and beat Virginia Tech, but can you do that against Mm -hmm. Wake? That's where I think this is coming from. Again, M.J. Morris looks so good against Virginia Tech, but we've seen this difference with a guy like DJU when you transform from you've been thrown in there and you're needed to you're the guy, they're game planning for you, even though there's not that much film. On MJ Morris, which I think is still a positive for him. So there, there are some question marks there. And with NC State not really being able to run the ball either. They've been a little one-dimensional mm. offensively. Mm. There may be some concerns. But I still, the fact that it's in Carter-Finley and this place is going to be packed. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I mean, right now I'm definitely leaning NC State plus four and a half. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I should just completely throw out what I saw from mm-hmm. Wake and just move on. But if you watch that game and Mac called it, so he was obviously there, I watched it. It is hard to just forget about yes. what happened. Not because the 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 picks weren't necessarily fluky. The, the issue was that Wake's offensive mm-hmm. line was just opening up a pathway yeah. to Sam Hartman. I mean that was just like, right. here you go. And yeah, Louisville has a great D-line, but so does NC State. Not as great as Louisville, but still mm-hmm. very solid. And with some of those using those linebackers and different blitzes and things like that. I'm worried about this Wake offensive line. And
0: that's the last piece that you just kind of mentioned there that I'm interested to see, and again, we'll dive in much more on Friday, is what can NC State take from that game and replicate? Because Louisville Blitz is more than, probably now, more than anybody in the conference from a percentage standpoint. They lead the country in sacks. NC State doesn't do that. That, that, That's not who they are. But are they going to see that as a, well, this worked really well. Maybe we should should." take a couple pieces from that uh and, and try to make it happen that, that's going to be fascinating there's so many games within the game matchup within the game that you just have to pay attention to and see ultimately what what's going to lead to the outcome i can't wait to talk about it can't wait to be there the huddle crew is as kg as i shamelessly plugged and made her read uh in the interview i, I can't wait to go it, it's such a great environment and hope those fans really just show up and stay you know because coach you know he, he called will. them out a little bit and people were got pissed about it but They left, and they weren't there, and the team stormed back and got it done. So I think it's going to be nuts. I can't wait to see it. Uh, But, KG, that's it from us. Another great episode. Super thankful again to Annabelle for for getting our guy Grant on here. He did such a great job. Fun to talk with him. Uh, But that's it from us. Go over to SiriusXM, download, subscribe, get a part of that. We can be with you on the radio in your car. We can follow you anywhere. We also need you to go over to YouTube. It's great to see you guys. It's great to interact. We had a really funny episode. You've got to see it. Mash that subscribe button. Those numbers have been really fun to see. And then, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts really appreciate you guys. That's it from us. Until next time, we'll see y'all.